catching this bad mother clucker took a bit of teamwork. Stop. They did not write that. They <laughs> yes, did not they write did. that. No, yes, they, they didn't. Did. Yes, they no. did. We, we were able to corner it with another police officer who was part of the security point, Belina says. Before catching it in a net, it actually, like, flew into the officer's hands. The Pentagon is definitely the oddest place he's ever apprehended a suspect, Belina says. You don't expect having a chicken in federal property. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't even know how to react to this. <laughs> can you hear my computer what do you mean like it's just it's so loud right now no i can't hear it it's like also it's not charging i don't know what the uh it better not shut down in the middle of our podcast no it's fine it's just like it's plugged in like it recognizes that it's plugged in but it's just not like the number is not increasing i just heard the little Yeah, it still says battery is not charging. So, <laughs> uh, interesting. But no, I can't hear mm-hmm. the fan. That's the beauty of these nice microphones. They cut out all the trash. Yeah, it's really loud. So, yeah. hopefully, the old reliable can make it. I hear that. Are you slapping it for good luck? Yeah, I was going like this. <laughs> pat, pat. Why don't you use your your work laptop to just hop on Zoom? Um. I don't know. (laughs) No, I mean, I could. I just don't. I used to use my work laptop, but eh. it doesn't have the spirit. Yeah. Oh, it's because I don't want to like load up my laptop like with the recording files. Oh, makes sense. I mean, I could just delete them, but um, feels wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, how are you? Um, I'm good. I celebrated my birthday this past weekend with my Ooh. friends. Ooh. I loved it your was... Instagram photo, throwing it back to like 2012 duck face mm-hmm. <laughs> with your little peace sign in the pucker. Yeah, that was cute. It was, we had a lot of fun. I got very drunk. Um, mm-hmm. when I get drunk, I cry a lot. So I definitely, <laughs> I remember crying. Um, very embarrassing. <laughs> uh, sorry, Melanie and Alex and Mireya. <laughs> hey at um, least you didn't cry at the bar or did you yeah yeah i cried at the bar. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i remember crying at the bar and then the bouncer like came up to me and was like why are you crying <laughs> okay that's embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he like um went on the microphone and said happy birthday Ileana. and i was like oh that's Aww. so sweet and then all these guys started coming up to <laughs> men you know they hear birthday and probably just assume you're single and young and spry and they come hoarding i did get a free blood I got a thirsty free, beasts i got some free alcohol off of those guys so. oh you did oh that's good love taking yeah. advantage of men of mm-hmm. course it's the yeah, take advantage of them <laughs> <laughs> wow well i hope yeah. you had a happy birthday and a happy little brunch Thank party you. as we discussed oh the- i was super hungover at that party i um, felt really bad, but I, I mean, I think everybody could tell I was not myself, but I tried to like mingle as much as I could. But my mom was like, you kept going to the bathroom. I knew you were hungover. You shouldn't feel bad. It's your fucking birthday hungover. Or not. Right. Exactly. So I was fine. I, I think I, I think I did a good performance. How is 25 treating you thus far? Um, we're in our three months of sharing the same age. 
Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> I live for this. I live for this three months. Yeah. Uh, I guess okay, so. Like three and a half. Three and yeah. I don't know most, why I thought it was yeah. longer. That's no. upsetting. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just living, you know. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. What are you typing? I'm here living though. My media moment. I forgot to put it in at the bottom oh. of our um of our doc. Mm, I'm wow. here living though. I'm here living though. I don't know what <laughs> song that is. <laughs> Wait, you've never seen those TikToks? No. Oh Send god. me one later. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> like, tell me you're so far off from Black Talk that. All right, I'm not that far off because you and Nick are sending me stuff every day. Okay, well whatever how are you <laughs> i'm good uh the san francisco trip is it's weird like i'll be on a plane in 36 hours <laughs> nick, well nick and i were just talking about this it's like it came together so quickly and i'm just like that's like a big it's okay it's not a huge trip but it's it's the biggest it's like the longest flight it's i've taken since far. the yeah, last how, time i was in korea it's six how long hours is the flight? yeah that's pretty long so uh it's just is it, like it's uh. direct or like you guys don't have any layovers no it is direct which is good oh, although we have to drive nice. out to dallas for it which is wow. like 45 minutes away from his apartment but yikes you know yeah but it'll it'll be nice i'm actually kind of glad the flight's at like 8 30 in the morning because we have to leave at oh. six and okay but like on a long, long flight i want to sleep so i'm going to be tired which is good anyway uh other than that i did want to talk briefly about <laughs> the first concert i went to in like 15 years uh as oh my I gosh <laughs> well tell us tell them what the last concert you went to was, okay that you so didn't reveal was, to us before. i was talking to Ely about how <laughs> i haven't been to a concert in a really long time because large crowds give me anxiety and i just think that like concerts are overpriced but you know when when the new Casey album came out in the fall I was like feeling wild and so I bought two tickets um for this tour but the last I'm pretty sure the last like arena concert I went to was American Idol Live <laughs> that my mom dragged me to when we lived in Florida <laughs> I think it was like the Catherine McPhee season oh, <laughs> the no. Catherine McPhee Taylor Hicks season yeah it was a long time ago. Oh my god! <laughs> it just gets funnier and funnier every time I remember it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But I had a great time at the concert. Nick and I masked up. I would say a good majority of people were masked, even though in DC you need to provide vaccine cards to get into anywhere. So everyone in that arena theoretically was vaxxed. So that's I nice. guess that's somewhat reassuring. Um, I got the sweater i want i'm wearing it now actually you see oh let us see, see? let us see yep. see the back that's her face nick, nick waited in line for that sweater i waited with him um oh, we nice went we went when uh so the openers were muna and king princess but they played separately so mm -hmm. we didn't get to the arena till after muna had finished because we were drinking um but we we got in line when King Princess was playing, and then we got to our seats with like three King Princess songs left. Oh, okay. I was um, like, so you missed all of King no, Princess? Rude. No, I I didn't miss the good songs. Like, uh, she played "Pussy Is God" in 1950 while we were in our seats. She's a really good performer. Um, and I think it's awesome that Casey brought on queer openers for her tour. Yeah. Uh, and Casey was great. She looked absolutely stunning. My phone is charging in the other room. Otherwise I'd show you the picture I stole from her Instagram of what she wore that night. 
maybe I'll text it to you, but um, she looks stunning. It, the energy was really great. Um, lots of women and queer people were present. But one of the funniest things to me was just watching specifically on the songs that weren't as like hype, looking for the straight boyfriends of the white women mm-hmm. and how much they look like they were hating their life. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, why even come? Second of all, I hope you got broken up with after the show, like literally sitting down while like High Horse was on. Oh my God. Are you kidding? And one guy two rows down was on his phone most of the time, like 80% of the time. Yeah. I'm sorry, ladies. Don't bring your boyfriend to a concert. Like they're going to act stupid and they're going to annoy you. Yeah. Like awful, but you know, all the gays, super entertaining. Um, And I have to say like, it was quite, this might sound kind of dumb coming from someone who goes to more concerts than me, but I got like a little emotional, particularly the songs I really love like golden hour and slow burn like singing yeah. them with thousands of other people and like that's what's fun that. about concerts is like yeah i was like emotional cool. i definitely yeah. cried at the jonas brothers concert <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure nick did too he's been to quite a when few when they played them. mandy <laughs> 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 i'm um, just kidding that wasn't when i love cried. that uh well i would say the standout to me was when she played there is a light from her new album that was kind of like the false finale it wasn't the last song before the encore it was the second to last but that's when all the confetti came out um and the, like the laser lights and shit so that was fun she wow. did a cover of dreams by fleetwood mac Ooh. uh just overall a really good time and thank you to nick for going with me and buying me this sweater but i bought her, his ticket so it like equaled out you know it equaled out this sweater was like 65 dollars <laughs> <laughs> what what and sweater was the same price as the ticket yeah ticket was like 72 <laughs> yeah that's a really good ticket but a really expensive sweater <laughs> hey i like it i told you i saw the sneak preview of this i was like i want that and i got it so i want it i got I it i got it exactly yeah so a good time yeehaw wow <laughs> well, i'm very happy for you i'm very happy you found something to like reclaim your concert uh repertoire uh over uh american idol (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) okay let's get to news um yeah we have a lot we do okay so i apologize because the first three stories are all trump related (laughs) trigger warning he's been been, like squirming out of the woodwork more lately i'm guessing because of midterms you know he's trying to like drum up more political cachet unfortunately a lot of the gop is supporting him and apparently he has like 150 million dollars in the war chest which is like slang for what he like his marketing budget basically which is concerning um considering he could still technically run again because our government did not do a good enough job after the insurrection of keeping him in check but anyway uh so the first story uh there's a cnn report about how three former White House officials apparently they saw Trump on numerous occasions manually destroy papers he was no longer interested in or had finished reviewing a practice that made it difficult for them to preserve presidential records. Uh, (laughs) Apparently he would sort through file boxes in a very methodical way, tearing up newspaper clippings or drafts of tweets that he had rejected and tossed them to the floor. But he stacked papers he wanted to hang on to in a disorderly heap upon his desk. 
I actually saw a TikTok about this and apparently that's like actually illegal for presidents to do, but nobody enforces it. So like, it doesn't fucking matter, but I think that's absolutely hilarious. Oh, we're getting there. That's my next story. But yeah, a literal <laughs> child, like I can you imagine he's tearing up drafted tweets. Like what are the tweets he drafted and didn't want to post? And I also, why were they on paper? He, yeah, on paper. <laughs> the fuck? It's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> But anyway, yeah, the next story is that a bunch of White House records were actually recovered at Mar-a-Lago. Um, <laughs> the story came out this morning. So the National Archives and Records Administration retrieved 15 boxes of White House records and other items. They don't say what the other items are, but whatever. Uh, stored, <laughs> stored at Trump's Mar-a-Lago property. They're supposed to be at the National Archives, but they were at his house. Um, so according to the Washington Post, the documents retrieved uh, included important records of communication along with Trump's self-described love letters with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I hate it, but the fact that he kept those. Are you kidding? That's his boo. He's like, I like him. I like him too. He's my man. He's my boo. <laughs> he also kept uh, a letter from former President Barack Obama. Oh, that's cute. Interesting. Um, but... <laughs> According to the Washington Post that broke the story, keeping these boxes of records at Mar-a-Lago violates the Presidential Records Act, which requires that the government keep all form of documents and communications related to a president's or vice president's official duties. So this could be yet another thing to nail Trump over, not sexually, I mean, judicially. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, obviously there's lots of lawsuits and trials going on right now surrounding various crimes by our former president so we'll see if this even matters like you yeah. said but um just a funny slash troubling collection of little stories there uh and my third trump related story so mike pence um he spoke at a federalist society event on friday I don't know what the fuck that is sounds like some illuminati <laughs> shit <laughs> um but i there was this column in the la times about how he shouldn't be lauded the way he has been because basically he just spoke out against Trump. He's done that before, but I guess since it was like in speech form, uh, people are like, Oh my God, Mike Pence, the new hero of the Republican yeah. party. Oh my God. Oh my so God. Mike Pence for president 2020. Yeah. too. not that um, bugger. Yeah. So I just like this LA times piece. Cause it was like, uh, we should not be lauding him for quote unquote bravery for basically stating the obvious, and stating it a little too late, you know, like you were the fucking vice president when the interaction happened. You didn't do shit then. Except right. Run. Also, like, what is brave about like about his statement? <laughs> like I nobody was know. mad. Like nobody's coming after you. Like you're fine. <laughs> well, but also the fact that that's considered, quote unquote, brave in a like Republican space. Like that says a lot about the yeah, Republican Party is. and the GOP. Like you're right the fact that like, stating facts and and taking a stand for the rights of not the rights but i guess the well-being of their american people in the constituency like in a republican space that's considered quote-unquote brave that's troubling that's actually true because <laughs> if you think about it too like democratic members of congress will like talk shit about joe biden literally all the time on twitter and just like to his face and nobody cares because it's like yeah like we shouldn't be we should be able to openly criticize our president, like period. <laughs> so like, yeah. we don't act like that, but they do. And it's very scary. 
<laughs> I don't get it. It just seems like I, it just goes to show that the GOP gets away with everything so easily. Uh, Weird vibes over there. Hate them. Gross. <laughs> um, speaking about the GOP and the Republican Party. Sorry, last like Republican esque news story I've got for you, um, but it's important. So it's Black History Month. Let's just remind ourselves of that. And the Supreme Court mm. just undercut Black voters' power in Alabama uh, because a five-four or five-two-four ruling issued yesterday evening. The Supreme Court overturned a lower court's ruling that Alabama Republicans' gerrymandered house map violated the rights of Black citizens. <sighs> um, it isn't specifically on the merits of whether the map violated the Voting Rights Act, which comes later, but they decided to allow the map to go into effect for the 2022 election in spite of an earlier ruling from lower court judges that the map would cause, quote unquote, irreparable harm to black voters in Alabama if it were used in this year's elections. And by the way, that three judge panel included two appointed by former President Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. (laughs) American government Uh, at its finest. Operating as it should. Yep. So uh, I love how we're, um, you know, months away from the midterms and I'm already worried. <laughs> you're worried. I mean, I guess you're, you're worried. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. <laughs> Y'all okay. hear that? Okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm not worried for myself. Obviously I live in a blue state and I'm a white man who will have no problem voting. I meant for the good of the country and for voting rights, which I care about. And I'm sure you care about too. Hopefully I you do don't have any trouble about. voting. Thankfully, you're I about to fuck not. You're about to move to a blue area as well. Well, I'm not I live state, in a blue but... area and I okay, yeah. am staying a blue area voter. So it won't matter where I live. I said it's blue area because DC is not a state, unfortunately. Even though if you go oh, to DC, there will be a bunch of signs that say DC for statehood. That'll never happen, unfortunately. No, that'd be that'd make us too powerful. Uh, yep well anyway young people and brown folk (laughs) no (laughs) and elite whites that claim to be progressive yeah Um, progressive elite whites progressive elite the coastal elites anyway i do have one last news story speaking of dc but not speaking of republicans thank god unless the chicken is a racist um (laughs) so there was a chicken seized in the pentagon had infiltrated the pentagon last week was and it i just one of debbie's chickens <laughs> wouldn't that be so funny if it was okay i just need to read you a little bit of the story because the way they wrote it is so fucking funny so get ready okay okay it's like a detective novel oh God. the call came in just before 7 a.m on monday <laughs> An an intruder had tried to enter a secure area on the Pentagon reservation and the security staff there needed some assistance because the interloper was hiding under a truck. Sergeant Cliff Bellina had just arrived at the office, so he immediately headed out. They gave me an escort to where the chicken was, the Animal Welfare League of Arlington Animal Control Officer says. Catching this bad mother clucker took a bit of teamwork. Stop. They did not write that. They (laughs) did not write that. No, they they didn't. Yes, they did. No. We, we were able to corner it with another police officer who is part of the security point, Belina says, before catching it in a net. It actually like flew into the officer's hands. The Pentagon is definitely the oddest place he's ever apprehended a suspect, Belina says. You don't expect having a chicken in federal property. <laughs> oh, my God. I 
I don't even know how to react to this. <laughs> I have so many questions. I have so many thoughts. Do you think you this just... was like a prank? <laughs> I don't know, but you just know that this Cliff Bellina, he's he's gonna trot this story out this every Thanksgiving, story, every this Christmas. Is the story of his lifetime. Yeah, he's Basically. gonna bring this up. He's gonna bring this up every 30 seconds, if not more i'm genuinely trying to figure out where the chicken could have come from because it's a very urban area and all i could come up with is that it's definitely a like prank. maybe it you think it's a prank because i'm thinking like you know how those those chicken trucks like with the chicken still alive will like be driving on the highway the pentagon's kind of close to the highway and i'm thinking maybe a chicken just like escaped from the prison truck maybe and and ironically it ended up at the most secure location like- in the country <laughs> So wait, this chicken got like indoors, like not indoors, but the Pentagon, like the, the, it's like a, it's like a compound. So it got within like the outer gates. So it got through oh, the, the yeah, outer so gates. Maybe it did come from a truck. I don't know, dude. That's um, crazy. But I should show this to my mom. Cause she'd probably love it. She would and also love it. props to Nick for finding the story for me. I said, I'm going to talk about that on the pods. That's fucking hilarious. Aww. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Okay. That's it for news. I'm going to cut the chicken talk now. Oh, thank you. And I'm not just talking about the one that infiltrated the Pentagon. <laughs> okay. Talking about Mike Pence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very interesting story today, actually. Willow Smith pulled out of opening for Billie Eilish. Um, she was one of like multiple performers that were supposed to rotate throughout uh, this happier than ever national tour that was supposed to start tomorrow, which is Wednesday, February 9th. And she pulled out due to production limitations. And let me read you her statement, which came in the form oh. of a tweet. Oh, Due to production limitations, I'm unable to put on the show that I believe y'all deserve. Stay safe. I love you all. And I wish to see you soon. <laughs> That's it. The day before she's supposed to open for Billie Eilish in Washington, D.C., she was like, no. <laughs> so you had a, which, by the way, Billie is performing where I saw Casey. Um, fun fact. Thank you. All right. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> what's your conspiracy theory about this? Because you had one for the whole Adele situation. Well, I haven't seen anything on Demois, so I <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't have a conspiracy. I wish I knew. I think it's incredibly strange that she would pull out the night before because I'm like, why are y'all rehearsing? Like, why is this still up for debate? Like, you should be done. You should be ready to go. Like, it should be, it should be good to go. Like, this is what I never liked about like professional, like as a young performer myself. Um, I never wait. No, no, for real. I never wanted to get into like music and theater and like performing professionally because this shit is like too like down to the wire. Like that is terrifying to me. And so it's like, why is this even? Why was this even allowed? Like, who's yeah. gonna open for Billie Eilish now? Nobody. Well, it's like, are we? I'm assuming, like, do they get paid before or after? the show like did she get paid already is there gonna be a refund situation well also people are saying like did she just pull out of this opening performance because i think she was set to do like 11 performances and so it's like was it just this one or is it all of them like she hasn't like her statement was like nothing so everybody's very confused yeah spoiler (laughs) alert this is one of 
three wonky celebrity tweets we will be discussing on this week's episode. <laughs> um, so stay tuned for that. Celebrities need to just stay off Twitter, honestly. Um, yep. Okay. Well, in more positive news. Oh. <gasps> what? Did you hear that? No. Oh. Okay. What happened? I don't know. It was like my sound got like weird. I oh. mean, you are kind of like skipping and jumping. No, it's like in my ears. Oh, no, I don't hear anything. Hallucinations. Mm. <laughs> okay. Anyway, in more positive <laughs> news, Olivia Rodrigo is Billboard's Woman of the Year. Uh... Very exciting. Um, I actually do look forward to seeing who like the Woman of the Year is every year. Last year it was Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was last year. It was Cardi B. Maybe it was two years ago. I don't know. No, it was last year. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but it's just interesting. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo had probably one of the most notable years of 2020, like being 2021. So congrats to this woman. Um, <laughs> very happy for her. Back to last week. I find her. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Shut up. That's uh, the laugh she... you did. And it was funny. <laughs> She's so fascinating to me because she could. Olivia like... Rodrigo. Yeah, she can post the most like nothing thing on Instagram and it gets like four million likes in the first two hours. Oh, of course. <laughs> like people love her. Of and I'm course. very interested to see how her tour goes once it starts. And I was looking at the dates again. She has a lot of dates, like a lot. You know what I'm really interested in too? I'm really interested in seeing like how her second album is going to go because oh yeah. I feel like the success of her first album. I don't, I, I, she, don't get me wrong. She's incredibly talented. Okay. I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm saying there were a lot of circumstances that allowed her first album to be like super, super mega hyped. And so I'm wondering if those same circumstances will follow. I don't know. It's hard. You get what what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, like content wise, but it's like, it's going to be huge. Like unquestionably it's going to do numbers. I think content wise is where. It's going to do numbers, but. Yeah. Anyway, good for her. Yeah. Congrats. Good for her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Also another good for her moment. Um, We don't talk about Bruno again. I've talked about this song for like the last month. I think. Did you see the cute little thing I did in last week's episode description? No. What did you I was like, you know, the format is like I say this week and I put a few topics of what we're talking about. I said this week we're talking about Bruno in parentheses, even though we probably shouldn't. (laughs) Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're talking about him again. Yeah. <laughs> um, this that song is the first multi-week leader for Disney Animation uh, on the Hot 100. It spent a second week at number one on the Hot 100 that came out. The chart came out yesterday. Oh. Um. So, congrats to them. And well. We'll talk about Oscar nominations huh? in a minute. Yes, we will. But yeah, I had some other like notable music things that I figured I would just save to be as like commentary for when we talk oh, about the Oscar nominations. I see. So, yes. Makes sense. Because I figured, you know, we could just flow right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we? Should we flow? Let's. Okay. So <laughs> the face you just made. <laughs> I love that. Um, Okay. So yes, the 2022 Oscar nominations were unveiled this morning. First, I will be talking about some notable 
like big deals and firsts. And then I will be talking about snubs and surprises. So don't worry. We'll be talking about it. Um, okay. So first of all, Power of the Dog led with 12 nominations and Dune came in second with 10 nominations. Um, I have not seen either of those. Power of the Dog because wow. Westerns don't usually grip me and Dune because I was bitter when I heard that Zendaya only had seven lines of dialogue and I didn't bitter. watch it. But now I feel like I have to watch both. Um, so I'll have to do that before the ceremony. <laughs> so some big deals. Flea, it received nominations in documentary, international, and animated features. And it is the first film in Oscar history to do so. Oh, wow. Um, I've been meaning to see that, but it's theaters only. It's, uh, it's a documentary about a man who fled from the Middle East to Denmark. And he's mm. also gay. So love that. Ooh, okay. um, Steven Spielberg now has the most nominations for directing of all time, beating out Martin Scorsese because wow. he got nominated for West Side Story. That and old bitch. I mean, <laughs> he's he's an icon and he's so talented. So I think Martin. he deserves it. Oh, yeah. They're both old bitches. <laughs> uh, but yes, Martin's a little older. Um, anyway. <laughs> Jane Campion is the first woman ever to be nominated for Best Director twice. She received a nomination for The Piano back in the 90s. And so a lot of people think that she will probably win Best Director this year. Oh, um, She's also getting up there, so she might not have a chance to win again. Okay. Um, well, th that's a thinking with the Academy is they take agents. Like, like if Christopher Plummer, for example, he had not won an Oscar. He was getting into his 90s. And I, a lot of people think he won because that was like his quote unquote last chance. But of course, you can't predict when someone dies. I, I, well, the thing is, I just keep thinking about Chadwick Boseman, how they like literally changed the whole ceremony to like yep. hype up him winning and then he didn't win. So now I'm just like, I'm, I don't have any expectations. Oh, <laughs> speaking of which, they were reaching. I watched the the live broadcast this morning um, and they were cutting to different like special guests via Zoom to announce some categories. So for best actor, they brought on Felicia Rasad's acting class from Howard. And they had one of the black male students read and it's like Stop. Academy. <laughs> he did not win. Like you can't make up for the fact that he did not win. <laughs> it was kind of, pathetic. that was so fucked up. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I can't even imagine like they had his wife and everything, but she was like, Oh, it was so okay. uncomfortable. It was yeah, so, was and they awful. saved her for last awful. Anyway, oh, awful. um, two more things. Troy Kotzer is the first deaf man to be nominated for an acting Oscar for the film Coda, which Marley Matlin is also in. And she was the first deaf woman and she won her Oscar. Oh, wow. Um, yes. She was also on Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> so an outspoken Trump critic. Yes. Anyway. Well, <laughs> oh my God. I just thought something really awful. Outspoken was a poor choice of words. I'm really sorry. Anyway, I guess you can be <laughs> outspoken in the written point. Anyway. Okay. So. Uh, and the last thing of note is the first time we're having a full 10 best picture nominees since the 2011 ceremony, because they kind of revised the rules. Uh, so when they implemented 10 instead of five best picture nominees um, for two years, it was a full 10. And then they revised the rules so that like there was percentage and math involved so that it could be up to 10 between five and 10. But now the rules changed again. And so like we're going back to a full 10 every time. Oh, my God, that's too much. It is too much. This is since... why Don't Look Up got a nomination because they were like, mm -hmm. we have to fill up these spaces. Yeah, Don't Look Up got three nominations and that's three nominations too many. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, let's talk about some very surprising surprises and shocking Surprising snubs. surprises. Yes. So 
Oh my fucking god, Kristen Stewart finally got a fucking nomination for best I'm, actress. I'm so happy for you. I'm more happy for you mm-hmm. than I am for her, honestly, because I don't know what you would have done if she wouldn't have gotten it. I mean, I would have yelled either way, but I yelled in excitement <laughs> this morning, and she was the last name announced out of the five, so I was really holding my breath. Yeah. Um, and it's it shouldn't be surprising because she was the front runner before nominations for all these shows came out, but now it's surprising because, of course, she didn't get a nomination for the SAG Awards. She didn't get a BAFTA mm-hmm. nomination. So it really seemed like, okay, well, if they're not going to nominate her, she's probably not going to get right. an Oscar now, but she fucking did. And she so we'll see did. if she wins. She 100% deserves it. But her biggest competition did not get a nomination. Lady Gaga did not get nominated for House of Gucci, which honestly is, I haven't seen it. I've heard mediocre things, but I have heard she's the best thing about it. But the thing is, She's gotten nominations for literally everything, like the SAGs, the BAFTAs, the Golden Globes. Like she's gotten nominations across the board. And yeah. so this is like kind of disrespectful, I think. It's kind of, it's really shocking. It's it's more shocking than like J-Lo snub for Hustlers, I think, where it's it's like the Academy telling you like stay in your lane kind of, which is weird because I thought they respect her because she has an Oscar for right. her song Well, Shallow. maybe they were like, you already have one. I, I think it comes down to the quality of the film because House of Gucci was not well reviewed. I mean, Don't Look Up yeah. wasn't either, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then one thing I was also very surprised by, Jesse Buckley got a Best Supporting Actress nomination for The Lost Daughter. Um, and I'm thrilled for her. She was super great. She played a younger version of Olivia Coleman's character. And she hasn't gotten recognized throughout um, any of the other awards so this is super cool for her but unfortunately yeah. she's gonna lose because ariana debose was nominated um and she's gonna, <laughs> win. <laughs> she's gonna win so sorry to this woman <laughs> unfortunately she's gonna lose um she is ariana debose is going to win an oscar and if she doesn't i would be i would put money on it i'd be shocked if she did not win well, hey, I would have put money on Chadwick Boseman. Ah! <laughs> you know, she gets yeah. fucked up. I don't know. Yeah. So there were some other snubs and surprises too, but those are the ones that stood out to me. Um, you got some things you want to say about the Oscar nomination? Well, I just think it's exciting because my favorite song from Encanto got nominated was Disney's submission for best original song. And it is uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't know how many times he's been nominated, but he's an Oscar away from an EGOT. So I know that he's been like really going hard in like the movie industry for the last year because I think he like really wants it, even though Mm -hmm. he's like come out to say like I've won so many other awards, like getting an EGOT doesn't really matter. But you know, you know, he wants it. So that's yeah. exciting for him. But also I saw um, on Billboard that this is the second year in a row where there's a nominee for best original song that's not in English. Oh, so that's cool. Yeah, that is very cool. Special. I will say about best original song. I didn't actually think this would happen, but very sad that neither of the original songs from Barb and Sargo to Vista Del Mar were nominated. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You should listen to them. They're funny as fuck. I'm so sorry for you. Um, but I am not sorry for Beyonce because now oh, yeah. your nominee. That's I wild. Her first Oscar nomination. <laughs> yeah, super proud of Beyonce, I guess. Um, love her. Um, and Andrew Garfield. I mean, he's been nominated before. No, I know, but I, I oh. said when I talked about Tick Tick Boom, I was oh, like, yeah. And- 
Garfield better fucking get an Oscar nomination oh, yeah. because he was so oh, good he was him. so good. I wasn't expecting Lynn Manuel Miranda to get a directing nomination, but actually, you know what? Oh, oh. I'm a little angry. Come to think about it. Okay. You're telling me. No, 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 no. Not about Lin-Manuel Murray. No. Oh. Directing was mid. Okay. <laughs> You're telling me that Don't Look Up <laughs> got best picture. Okay? <laughs> and Tick, Tick, Boom didn't. Like, come on. Come on, you guys. Like. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, dude. I really don't. Oh, my God. Andrew Garfield was absolutely amazing in that movie. It was. And like just knowing all the work he put into like being that good in that movie. And it was literally because him and Lynn both have the same like massage therapist and the, Oh, I, lo- I didn't know that. I love that. Yeah. So they have the same massage therapist and Lynn was like, do you know anything about Andrew Garfield? Like, can he sing? And the guy was like, Oh yeah, he could sing. Totally. He lied. And uh, then uh, Andrew Garfield was like, I can learn how to sing. And he fucking killed it. So I'm happy for him. I don't know if he'll win, but I mean, I'm just glad he's being recognized for a fantastic performance. I just thought of something stupid. If Lin-Manuel Miranda ever opened up a massage parlor, he should oh call God. it Stop. Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> like, could you use your hands to massage? <laughs> that was funny. That oh, was kind of funny. Thank you. Funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> also i should note the ceremony is it's still pretty far away also if you hear those sirens i'm so sorry someone's probably hurt um <laughs> how dare they be hurt <laughs> but anyway uh the ceremony is march 27th which is still pretty far away but still no host or hosts wait i thought Even the though... hosts were tracy ellis ross and um no that was just for nominations yeah, they did the nominations. It was Tracy and uh, Leslie Gordon. They did nominations this morning. But no, oh. they claimed that there's going to be a host or hosts, but still no one has been hired. And that's kind of weird to me because we're like a month and a half out. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Well, fingers crossed for Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. <laughs> that would be cool. I also heard a rumor. I don't know if this, if it's legitimate. I guess that's why it's a rumor that uh, they were going to try and get the three Spider-Men. Oh, that would be funny. Oh my God. That'd be yeah. so cute. Especially because, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. I have to say this. Everybody was like rooting so hard for No Way Home to get a best, like what? Yeah. Best picture? It, Come on. No, y'all. people I mean, need to recognize good, but like the difference. Like the, <laughs> the reason why blockbusters like Dark Knight, Black Panther, Mad Max Fury Road, like the reason why those were the exceptions is because they were doing really cool, different, meaningful things for the art of cinema. Spider-Man No Way Home is enormously entertaining and crowd pleasing but it's not doing anything different in an artistic yeah. way so yeah people need to calm down it's oscar nominated yeah it, it has one nomination like, right so. that was that was like very <laughs> intense i was like are y'all serious but then again i mean don't look up got a nomination so hey hey hey, hey yeah hey, let's hey, just hey, not hey. talk about it but we will be <laughs> tuning in for sure at least i will be imagine um, they win <laughs> Let's not. Let's not will that. Let's not. Okay, moving on. Um, Joe Rogan, we have some updates. Oh, God. So Spotify removed 70 episodes <laughs> of his show uh, that were recorded between 2009 and 2018. So they're not pandemic related. So you might be thinking, okay, so he removed 70 episodes of, uh, episodes of his show not related to his COVID misinformation. I wonder why. Well, it's because, and apparently this is who triggered it, singer India Ari 
This week, she said she was pulling her music and podcast off Spotify, saying that she finds Joe Rogan problematic for reasons other than COVID interviews. For her, it's also his language around race. She subsequently posted a video clip on Instagram compiling 24 times Joe Rogan used the N-word on his podcast. It's unclear whether Spotify removed the 70 episodes because of his (laughs) racial slurs. A Spotify rep declined to comment on the story. And in an Instagram post he posted on Saturday, Joe Rogan responded to this supercut of him saying the N-word. He said it was, quote, the most regretful and shameful thing I've ever had to talk about publicly. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cry about it. Um, so as you'll see in the next story, it's getting to the point where it's like, Okay, now I think we could start taking bets about when Spotify is going to boot him. Because I think it's it's actually working. Like the backlash is working. People pulling their music. We still don't have like a heavy hitter, like a like yeah. a Taylor Swift or something. Taylor, um, come through. <laughs> yeah, or somebody. Like just someone who's not like in the C or B list. You know, if we got like an mm-hmm. A-lister to pull their music, that would I think would do it. But all this backlash, it's like, okay, how much longer? You know, I know. Wait, I saw a really funny tweet that I need to show you. Okay. It says the Spotify okay. intern who had defined every racial slur in Joe Rogan's catalog. It's like this. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a person bend over on a bench. It's like looking that, tired. Yeah. Like the Popeye's <laughs> worker, like sitting on the bench, like exhausted that meme. <laughs> <laughs> the thought of them having an intern. He just had to what? Listen to the episode. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds awful. Sorry, you have to listen to like hours and hours of Joe Rogan and find every episode that he uses a racial slur. Yeah, awful. Um, So yes, adding to this, there was a poll conducted by a research company uh, about this whole thing. And among Uh Spotify users, 19% said that they've already canceled their service or plan to over the Joe Rogan uproar. The study also found that 54% of those who use Spotify have no intention of canceling. So y'all are annoying. Uh, while 18.5% said that okay, they would consider canceling. What? Do you have any intention of canceling Spotify? Well, I'm a, I was about to tell you what per, what percentage I fall under in a second. Okay. Okay. So okay. 18.5% said they would consider canceling only if more artists who were they like pull their music from the platform, which goes to what I was saying earlier. And about 8.5% said that they thought about canceling their subscription, but that Spotify's features were too important to them, which I think I fall under because it's like, okay, well, I have a shit ton of playlists on Spotify. So if I left, that would just all be gone. And I don't (sighs) like that. Also, Spotify is part of our, I don't want to call it our job because we don't get paid, but we have this podcast. So that's part of it as well. Um, Yeah, we're a Spotify original just like we Joe are. Rogan. We should just add that to the podcast art and see if anyone contacts us. <laughs> they would send us a fucking <laughs> cease and desist. <laughs> Probably. Um, so that's that. And then one last entertainment story. Oh, I don't want to entertain this okay, slander of so my favorite okay. human. I'm sorry, dude. So I just got to say it. So <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. I did not know in the first place that he supported Joe Rogan, but what now he's dummy. apparently walking back his support after yes, the controversy uh, after the controversial podcast host apologized, like we just said, and said he was not trying to promote COVID misinformation on his podcast. 
Dwayne Johnson took to Instagram to praise Rogan's quote, perfectly articulated response and to tell Rogan that he was looking forward to coming on his podcast. Ew, are you kidding? After these 70 episodes were removed due to the use of racial slurs. Which one? What? (laughs) What? Yes, I almost said Johnson. I said, which one? (laughs) Which one what? Oh, the Rachel N-word. Slur. I'm not going to say it. God damn. Anyway, after that came out, Dwayne Johnson said this on Twitter. This is our second wonky tweet of the night. Mm-hmm. I hear you as well as everyone here, 100%. I was not aware of his N-word use prior to my comments, but now I've become educated to his complete narrative. Learning moment for me. And I just think that's okay. a bad tweet. <laughs> like, it's, Learning moment for me. Like, shut it's up. It's falling in line with... Um, Willow Street, obviously not as bad, but definitely as bad as the tweet we'll be talking about in pop culture, where it's like, I don't think this is an adequate way to resolve this. Like you, you straight up defended Joe Rogan. And now you're just like, learning moment. Well, it's like wrong. as if like, the COVID stuff wasn't also bad. Like, why did it have to go to this extent for you to be like, learning moment? Like, really? Yeah. That wasn't enough before for you to be like, that's kind of shitty. Why were you like hyping him the fuck up and being like, I want to come on your podcast? Like, bros. yeah, that was that was a step too far. And also, <sighs> like, Dwayne Johnson is usually really good at social media. I like, know. Really smart. Also, like, so what if the fuck? you guys know anything about me, you know that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like one of my favorite people on the planet. So, like, I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not one of my favorites, but I was like, oh, wait, I, what? I didn't even know he, I didn't even know he defended Joe Rogan in the first place. So this was like a two tier disappointment for me. You know what? Men just need to <sighs> shut up. <laughs> yep. I think that's the lesson that everybody is learning through this whole drama is that men need to just shut up. Just should shut that, up. <laughs> should just that be the title up. of this episode? Because the title of last yes. week was women are cool. This one needs <laughs> to be men just need to shut up. All right. Just shut up. <laughs> I'm serious. Noted. I can't tell you how many men I want to just be like, shut up. <laughs> Particularly straight men. I can't think of any exceptions, except for maybe Simu Liu. Mm. Mm. Chris Evans? Oh, my God. I forgot to add this on there. What? Okay. It's about Chris Evans. Okay. Well, I'm done with entertainment, so I can't, like, buy time for you while you're typing this in. I can just talk about something else. No, no, no. I'll just say it because I Okay, well. It's pop culture time, baby. You okay. want to say it now or save it for the end? No, I'll say it right now because I'm okay. mad. Chris uh, Evans is... What did he do? <laughs> <laughs> He's in a relationship. Oh. Okay. Wait, oh, it gets worse. Well, fuck him. What? It, no, it, it, it gets worse. With a, uh, with a 24-year-old. Oh, a lady. <laughs> a 24-year-old lady, yeah. Ugh. I know. Like, what? First of all, you're saying I have a chance, but then also, why are you dating a 24 year old? Are you kidding? What no, no, is this? You don't have a chance because you just you just left 24 and now you're 25. So my be too old be... for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just upsetting because like, if it were anybody else, we'd be like. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> about it. No, I am too. But I'm like, why isn't the rest of society? Is she just a nobody or is she like a mom? No, she's like an actress, but she's like a uh, uh, foreign mm. actress. Oh, um, so like a nobody. Like she's in my recent <laughs> Google searches. Hold on. I need to know. I mean, I don't know who she is. 
I'm trying mm, to think of 24 year old. Oh, I don't right. remember her name. Uh, if you remember Chris Evans' girlfriend's Wait. name, can you put it in the chat? Thank Wait. you. Wait, <laughs> you saying I don't remember her name was giving Pinocchio. <laughs> when am I gonna be father. out of my own? <laughs> Twink Pinocchio. I can't. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, she's coughing. Sorry, y'all. I got like really excited. Really choked up. All right continue with the rest of the pop culture stories okay speaking of annoying couples <laughs> i saw a tweet earlier and i put it in here that says kim and kanye please remove us from the chat because i feel personally victimized by these two i don't know about oh. you but i'm sick of hearing them i'm sick of seeing them just going back and forth at each other blah, 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 blah. like this annoying <laughs> shit that like is so fucking immature and stupid it's like can y'all just quietly get divorced and like be adults i don't I know agree. apparently not um <laughs> And you know what? I'm honestly like so fed up with Kanye West at this point that it's like, if you defend him, I just, I can't like, there's just no reason at this point. And it's like, it goes beyond like him being like, he's been using the black card. Now the Kardashians do this to black men. Like, yeah, we know that, but you are not making it any better for yourself. Like, (laughs) I, I mean, like, I'm not saying that any, that like their treatment towards black men as a whole is like at the fault of those black men, but I'm saying that like Kanye is still acting like a piece of shit. And like, I know, like, we all know that he has met, that he is struggling with mental illness. And like, we know that he has his own problems, but like to ironically quote Pete Davidson, like get back on the meds, dude. Like, it's not cool to like flaunt the fact that you're like purposely off like treatment for your mental illness because it's like damaging to your children and to your family and it's just not cool so all that to say here's what's actually happening (laughs) so um I think it was like over the weekend or like late last week Kanye made like this weird like Instagram post with like a screenshot of one of North's TikToks and if y'all don't know Northwest and Kim Kardashian have like a joint uh, TikTok account and they make TikToks together so you know cute um (laughs) kim has like all the comments disabled so they just like make the videos for fun which honestly i think as a parent that's probably the best way to go about it but um so they make those tiktoks together and kanye posted like a screenshot saying how he was like not upset or how he was upset that north was on tiktok and how she he like specifically told kim that she can't go on tiktok and they made her a tiktok anyway and then kim responded which as y'all probably have noticed like she hasn't done through all the bullshit that Kanye has said she hasn't like publicly responded to any of it except for this she posted on her Instagram story like a long response and she basically said like Kanye's constant like attacks on her and like her boyfriend and how she is with her family and their kids his constant attacks are more harmful to them and their relationship and their family than anything that North could put on TikTok And then Kanye like responded to that by like posting screenshots of like text messages between him and Kim's cousin where like her cousin like agreed with Kanye and then was like saying, um, and then he was saying that he, Kim is accusing him of like putting a hit on her out on her. Like what? Yeah. Like the weirdest shit, all of it's (sighs) deleted now, all of it's gone. He deleted everything, but it's just like, Again, Kim and Kanye, please take us out of the chat. Like, I just, I can't with this anymore. I'm so over it. They're so annoying. And I just wish Kanye West would just grow up. 
And he's like really salty about not being invited to Chicago's birthday party. But honestly, he like, this is why, like, they probably see you as a threat. <laughs> like, yeah. Is he still moving across the street from her? Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Does not so, bode well. Yeah. Very shitty man. Um, <laughs> it's just sad. Cause like their kids are going to grow up and like, look back at this and be like, the fuck like you know like it's hard enough on the on like children to have your parents go through a divorce but Mm -hmm. like for your dad to be just like openly attacking your mom all the time and like kim is the their primary caregiver like kanye moved to another state and like i mean i'm not saying he doesn't give a shit about his kids i don't know these people but it's like that's their mom like regardless of who you are like you should just not treat the mother of your children like that well and that's why like kim and even ray j when we talked about that was it last week or the week before like they have the most sense when they're saying like just for the sake of the kids can this just like stop right like can you just <laughs> like yeah can we move on can we just go about our lives yeah but for also the sake of their kids our sanity too because i am also i'm just overhearing about it every time i'm like oh my god yeah like and i feel bad yeah. yeah it's a lot yikes <laughs> <laughs> Well, on a more positive note, okay, I put on the outline is Adele engaged? Um, God, I hope not. Because oh yeah, because that's positive. <laughs> God, I hope she's not in love. <laughs> Damn. I mean, that would be good for her. But the thing is, people are speculating that she might be engaged because the Brits were earlier today, which I I feel like it was not enough had like come out for me to add it to the outline. So oh, the we'll Brit Awards. Yeah, we'll talk about them next week. Oh, wait, but- wait, 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 wait. Flashback. I forget what episode this was or why it came up, but I always think about how you were like, ding dong, Brit Awards. Wait, when did I say oh, that? Oh, it's when I was talking about how the nominees, they removed gendered the categories. Nominees. The nominees. <laughs> they removed gendered categories and you said, ding dong, Brit Awards. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I don't remember that. <laughs> you did. It was really well. Funny. Can you believe the Brit Awards are back? <laughs> <laughs> They're back, and they happened today. And at the Brit Awards, Adele had a giant fat ass <gasps> ring on her ring finger, and she won a bunch <gasps> of awards in which she thanked her ex husband and her son for her album. <laughs> Could it her be? album that was about the boss babes, the boss. Who could it be? So, oh, she's dating that black guy. What's his name? Oh, not that black guy. <laughs> Adele. Boyfriend. They were at like a basketball game together. Oh. What's his name? I don't know. Uh, Rich Paul. Oh. Is that him? Does he have a lot of money? Probably. <laughs> Get it? Rich Paul. Oh, yeah. Here they are. Oh. <laughs> that, that one wasn't as good as the other one you said before with the Lynn Miranda. Okay, wait. Why are you talking about the Bird Awards next week if it already happened? Because it only happened like earlier today. Like I don't have time to process. Not enough news. news. Not enough news was like available to me for me to be like, let's break it down. Let's talk about looks. Like let's do all this. Like I don't have. Oh, it's also a different time zone, I guess. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll let it slide. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with Adele, but she had a big old ring. Uh, okay. I'm actually going to do a little switcheroo and I'm going <gasps> to talk about 
this more first. Kardashians. Yeah, because I want to leave this for last because I oh. know we're gonna pop off about this bitch ah. right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like crazy shit. I swear to God, Kylie Jenner is having Aquarius children on purpose because she, uh, Kylie and Travis, welcomed their second child on February second, twenty twenty-two. Angel numbers again, crazy. But the weirdest part is Stormy's birthday is February 1st. So now they're going to have two kids with birthdays back to back. Like, are you kidding me? What game are you playing? What game are you playing? Well, mm. let's just hope this child does not grow up to also be responsible for the death of innocent people. I hope so, too. <laughs> hope so, too. And if they are, let's hope they're properly held accountable. What? I just thought of like something interesting. So the oh. baby's birthday is angel numbers two, two, two. And everybody's been like, even before the baby was born, they've been calling it like angel baby. So maybe they knew it was going to be born on two, two, two. What do we think the name will be? I'm thinking sunny since the other one's name is stormy. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of like weird theories. So I don't Cloudy? know. We'll see. No, not cloudy. It's something weather. I'm calling no, it now. It's not. The biggest <laughs> one that I've seen so far is Valentine. Mm, hate that. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping that's not true. Some people are saying that they named the baby Angel. Like that's why they're calling it Angel Baby. I don't know. Mm. But Angel Baby. <laughs> you, you look, look just like, like my baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay so the last thing i want to talk about is aquafina i honestly just don't feel like reading and analyzing her whole statement like y'all can go look it up google is is the third wonky tweet of the yeah google is free but basically aquafina posted like a series of notes app screenshots which is like the celebrity thing to do they love that especially when they've done something wrong Yes, that's like the thing to do oh, when you have fucked up and grease. you don't want to address it. They just kind of make a notes app statement and then they screenshot it and put it on Twitter. And she announced her departure from Twitter through this statement in which it doesn't seem like she consulted any black people around her use of a black scent, if you will. And um, did you see that? No. Are you hallucinating this evening? I don't know what you're talking about. These sounds. Okay, wait, look, 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 look. Go on the uh, on the what? on the outline. Uh, 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 but is there? What? There's two of me on there, isn't there? Look. Okay. Yeah, there is. I don't know who that other me is. <laughs> mm, freaky. Is there a ghost? I'm. Scared. I'm not concerned. I'm concerned. Why is you know, there two of me? There's little things called glitches that happen with the computers. Well, that like just freaked me out. I was like talking mm. and then it flashed in front of my face. And I was like, I'm you want to read? I'm right here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Aquafina, <laughs> girl, at this point, I'm just, again, another person I'm sick of hearing about because she won't just say like, I'm, you're right. I'm sorry. I didn't grow up talking like that. I just did that because I wanted to be funny and I knew I could make money off of it. Like she'll just jump through hoops to make excuses and is like just saying the most elaborate shit to like dance around the actual truth and it's like we all can see through it it's just so pathetic it's pathetic it's frustrating and of course this is a white person saying this but i didn't think she was like past the point of no return but as we were texting about it it's like 
it's the handling of it. Like if she had, mm-hmm. if she or her team had set up like an on-camera conversation or something with a black person, whether like they were a scholar or a journalist or something, and they had an honest conversation about like confronting this and she had an actual apology, then I think would have been like, okay, awesome. Moving right. forward. And like, there's you're like talented. no shortage. There's like no shortage of black no. people. I'm sure no. that it would have be been easy willing to talk about this. Yeah. Her. It would have been easy. Um, but she didn't do that, which makes it unfortunate. And she's not going to go away because obviously she's attached to big projects. She's in the MCU now. <sighs> and it just sucks because she's talented, but then yeah. there's this big dark cloud and it's it's like, just find a better way of handling it. But I also feel bad for like other Asian actors because she's like become the token Asian in Hollywood at this point. Like every large scale Asian project, I feel like she is in it. And it's just like, why do y'all keep using her? <laughs> Well, they love it because they can cast an Asian person, but they don't have to deal with like what they perceive to be a drawback when it comes to like an accent or something. They're like, we'll take your black scent, but not, uh, we don't like Asian accents. So you rock (sighs) Aquafina. I hate America. I hate it here. I hate it. Yeah. But I like, I want, I want her to actually confront this and interrogate it in a meaningful way because perfect world. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I've liked a lot of her projects, not necessarily the black scent ones, but like the farewell is a phenomenal film. I liked her in Shang-Chi. I want her to confront this, but this was not the way to do it. And it was really disappointing. Yeah. Yikes. So, well, that's all I have for pop culture. Honestly, I'm yeah. pop cultured out this week. That was pretty awkward. Was- Fina. You know, I'm going to just stop. I'm going to stop. I, I peaked with the Miranda joke. You did. You peaked. I need to stop. Now there's but no, yeah. It is media moment time and you are going first. It's time for the media moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, as you predicted when we were texting earlier. Okay, wait, I really have to say now the other me is gone. Look. Uh, no, see the pink flashing. That's you. No, it's. Okay. Oh, you're right. That is me. This is oh. me. Okay. That's you. See, look, the other me Crisis is gone. Crisis averted. Wow. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was Aquafina. She was watching. Aquafina's she was watching. Like, Bitch, I know you're talking about me. Let me <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, book of um, Boba Fett. Okay, yeah. What? I thought you already said. I that. hadn't even said it yet. Oh, God I'm damn. so sorry. Spoiler. Forget <laughs> it. I'm done. Ah, no, it. you're not. Okay. Well, now the hype is gone. Yeah, book okay, of Boba I'm Fett. Sorry. My media moment for the week, as Zach spoiled. It's not even <laughs> his turn, but again, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, anyway, these last two episodes had me like literally gagging. I was like, literally, she said, (laughs) because, okay, no, I, when I, okay, big spoilers for real. If you haven't seen episodes five and six of Book of Boba Fett and you want to, and you don't want them to be spoiled, avert your ears. Yeah, go Um, away. When Ahsoka came on the screen, I was like, <laughs> I literally did that because I had said, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or if I just said it like to you, but I was like, I really want her to show up. I was like, 
I have no, like, there's nothing that they've done so far, like to tell me that she is showing up. I could just sense it. I was like, <laughs> I just want to see more. And <laughs> we got it. And I was like, oh, so, <laughs> so I was really happy about that. I love Rosario Dawson, love women. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, women rock. Um, I mean, Luke Skywalker was also in this episode, I guess, but like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I've also watched this episode. So for the for the listeners, so Book of Boba Fett, I watched the first two episodes and was like, yeah, it was so honestly, boring. I did not watch episodes three or four, and then when I, I had heard to that, push through episodes three and four, because yeah, like, you actually yeah. watched them. But um, when I heard that Mando returned for episode five and also episode six, I was like, okay, I need to watch these. So I did not watch episodes three and four, but according to Ely, I did not have to, and she was right because Boba Fett wasn't even in episode five and in one shot was barely in episode six, six. in That's his own show. Sad. It's like this is. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how to feel about it because it's like, can they do anything else? Like, are they going to be able to like keep do- Well, no, I do have a lot of like high hopes for like Obi-Wan and for like mm-hmm. Cassian show. So I think they'll be fine, but I don't know this, this Tatooine it's stuff. A little snoozy. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, but okay. The, this planet that they were on in episode six was not a desert and it was gorgeous very peaceful um but we need to talk about luke because seriously the cgi like de-aging on him is fucking insane and even the voice like they de-aged his voice apparently mark hamill didn't record anything for that for the show like they just used old clips and were able to like make it work yeah and they had a body double for like the actor that like kind of looked like young mark hamill but not so like Mark Hamill's like not involved in this. That's insane. I, I bet like in a dark room somewhere, Sebastian Stan is like, damn it. Cause he looks just like a young Mark Hamill. And I think he has said that he's like willing to do it. I don't know. He would I'm do it, tripping. but a computer's doing would. it for him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's incredible. It's crazy. It did. It looked really good. But I have to ask, what did you think of the CGI at the end of Mandalorian season? Too. Like, did you think that one was because people were saying that one was so bad and it looks so no, scary? I didn't, I didn't think it was that bad. See, Shuri doesn't think it was bad either. She was shaking. She said, "No, no, no, not bad." I didn't think it was bad. I, it I think pretty good. People are a little too critical sometimes um, because at the end of the day, you're taking an old actor and de-aging them and if right. it's even somewhat convincing or if it's I think not that's even pretty cool the actor like if it's literally just you're yeah. creating a new face on a person like that's pretty exactly. damn good like could you do that i don't think so definitely um, not. so no i didn't think gross. it was bad but here it was definitely like next level especially since it was in the daylight yeah. um it's funny because when grogu was hopping around that effect did not look convincing at all um, <laughs> but i of course I love my little green son and Your green son. Yeah. So seeing him return, put a smile upon my face. I love how he continues to be a dumb idiot. Um, <laughs> like like whatever, whenever he exerts just a little bit of force, he a takes a nap baby. immediately after he said, okay, I need to sleep. That's me. When I do like one <laughs> task at work, I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to go to bed. And then when he tried to jump the first time, remember his little hop. <laughs> I love that. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So two good episodes. The season finale is tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to watch it because now all these characters are going to be in it. It looks mm-hmm. like, I don't know. They have, they released like a new poster with like everybody and it looks really yeah. good. Um, 
And I'm also going to try and start watching the Clone Wars because uh, there's a lot of Clone Wars characters that are coming back that I have like been missing the excitement around. So I want to, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Like what's his name? Cad Bane that showed up at the end. He's Mm -hmm. a Clone Wars character. I know who he is, but I don't know anything about. Yeah. I want to watch. I think I'm going to, I'm going to watch Clone Wars. It's a big commitment. So good luck. I know. I know, but the episodes are so short. I feel like it won't take me that long. Yeah, the sad thing is, is that you have to start like canonically the Clone Wars animated film is first and that is so boring. So just be prepared. And then I've heard the show is actually obviously much better, but you have well, to start with I'll the film. Just, do I have to start with the film? No, like, I mean, you could read the Wikipedia page, I guess. There you go. Boring. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yes, we Your both turn. enjoyed that this week. Okay. Annihilation? So, yeah, so I actually <laughs> just, so yeah, my... Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, anyway, my media moment is the film Annihilation, which I watched this morning. Actually, my media moment was something else, but then I rewatched Annihilation this morning while I was just like mulling about my apartment doing work. And I haven't seen it in a few years. It came out in 2018. And I just want to talk about it because it's just a really unique and impressive film um do you know anything about it should i be asking you this since you oh she's I know back. natalie portman is in it yeah okay so the wait isn't of- gina rodriguez in that movie too yes um yeah so the premise it's based off a book and basically this this thing like this barrier called the shimmer pops up in the everglades in florida and obviously a bunch of scientists want to figure out what's going on in the army too so they send multiple groups of men inside of the shimmer and none of them come out. So eventually they're like, okay, well, nothing else is working. So let's fucking send women and see if there's any difference. That's why the group of five is women. Um, and it's okay. Natalie Portman, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson. Um, <gasps> a, Thompson? Yeah. A Scandinavian actress. I do not know her name. I'm sorry. And no, Jennifer rude. Jason Lee. So they go in, they all have their own baggage, which is really interesting. Tessa Thompson uh, cuts and uh gina rodriguez is an addict nally portman has her own baggage with oscar isaac who's her husband he went in on a separate visit and returned (gasps) but it acts completely different so some very interesting things going on before they even enter the shimmer and then when they enter the whole deal is that biologically ecologically everything inside this barrier is just twisted and alien-like and just insane so these these academics are like what the fuck is going on and so as the film progresses it just dives deeper and deeper into this really like unsettling place and i don't even know how to describe it it's it's very disturbing in a way that kind of throws you off because it's there's no jump scares there's not a lot of gore but just the the visual imagery is so imaginative that it kind of like reels you in for instance there's this incredible scene in this movie um where gina rodriguez has kind of snapped um and she's tied the surviving women to chairs in the middle of the night um because she thinks that they're out to get her so she's kind of like lost her mind um and in the middle of it this bear creature thing they're in a house like in an abandoned house this bear comes in and it's screaming and out from its mouth is the screams of one of the other women it killed earlier in the film. 
And literally like, it's like a bear's roar mixed with a woman screaming, help me. And the bear is like half bone. It's like disturbing and creepy um, and just really well done. So that scene is just incredible and really tense. There's another scene where Tessa Thompson kind of like succumbs to whatever's happening in the shimmer. Like she says that Natalie Portman's character wants to fight it. Another woman wants to face it, but she doesn't really want to do either of those things. Um, and there's a really interesting shot where the scars on her own from her cutting are almost like, like seeds are sewn into it and vines start to come out from her wounds. And she just very slowly starts walking away and, and just turns into the greenery around her. Um, so it's just, it's just doing a lot of interesting things. It's really well directed. The score is absolutely like haunting. Ben Salisbury did the score and the climax of the film is I, I look, I timed it cause I was curious. It's 12 minutes and there's no dialogue. Oh, it's wow. a, it's a dialogue free climax. And I don't really want to spoil like why it's dialogue free, but it's just incredible. And I was really impressed and I, I knew it was a great film because that was like one of my favorites of 2018, but I haven't seen it in a minute. So I was just reminded of its quality and yeah. Alex Garland, he wrote and directed it. He also wrote and directed Ex Machina, which is very good. And finally, his new film is supposed to be coming out this year and it's actually called Men, um, starring Jesse Buckley, who we talked about earlier. So I'm very excited for that. Interesting. Jesse Buckley, Interesting. Ad- Alex Garland, sign me up. Yeah. So that's my medium. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Lovely. My ears are yeah. itchy. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the episode. You know, I was thinking, we haven't like quite sussed this out, but I was thinking that perhaps our last episode before our break will drop on March 3rd. And so our last recording date before our break will be March 1st. And then like we discussed last week, we'll probably take a break for like a month while we both move and get acclimated and then we'll hippity hop on back. But that also allows me to talk about the whole new season of euphoria because the last episode is that sunday oh so you're like planning it around i'm euphoria. being strategic well kind of because it's like it's such a big deal obviously like did you see have you seen the stories about the numbers it's doing on hbo max actually no but like i feel millions. like hbo max like crashes every week like <laughs> they should yeah, be prepared by now but like they're not but it's like i think it says something that every week when this show comes out people are like all watching it honestly yeah. it kind of is giving me like, like i think hbo does a good job too of doing this where like it's almost kind of like how with game of thrones like people from all over the world would tune in at this one moment in time every mm-hmm. sunday night to watch this episode and we would be talking about it for the entire week and then we would do it again like basically that's, like that's my tiktok for you pages people yeah. talking about euphoria for the week well, and it's nice because it's like when H- when uh, Game of Thrones ended, people were like, what are we going to do? Like, that was the one thing that brought like people together from everywhere, from every walk of life, from every mm-hmm. area of the world. Like people came together for a moment and this is what we could all talk about. And so I love that this show is doing that for people again. Yeah. So I like really episode five. It was almost my media moment because basically Zendaya is going to get another Emmy for this episode oh, but I was like I was like mm, just wait till the season's over Save Zach it. 
And then I can, I can take everything in context because Mm -hmm. some of the girls on TikTok are fighting. They're like, well, (gasps) Sam Levinson is not done anything, but this plot line, blah, 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 blah. And that kind of annoys (laughs) me because it annoys me because I'm like, the season's not over. Yeah. Let's, Let's take a minute. And uh, as judged by the sneak, pre- you know, HBO does like sneak previews the next episode. The one for next episode is about the main plot line that everyone on TikTok thinks that Sam Levinson is just ignored. It's like, guess what? No, it's coming back. So why don't you just calm down? Season's yeah. not over. So yeah. I will too wait for it to be over before I say anything about it. Can't wait. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for my San Fran adventures, which I guess we'll talk about next episode. I'm going to go see the That's a Raven house. I can't wait for you to do that. I found the address <laughs> and I verified it on Google Street View. <laughs> you are, is that why you were watching That's a Raven? The other yes. Day? I, was looking, I was looking for an exterior shot to confirm. They colored the door. Colored. They painted the door. So it's a different they color. They colored? Did y'all hear him? He Wow. No, I just canceled. Forgot, I just canceled. I just forgot the word paint. No, they're gonna cancel me over that deaf joke I made earlier, which I might. Cut but it out. wasn't intentional. You know, it's not like you were That's actually true. trying to make a joke, unless you were. <laughs> okay, I wasn't actually trying to say colored either. It just came out. That I don't know. The door is a different color. color. It's red in the show, and now according to Google Street View, it's white. Unfortunately, it's white. I know, right? <laughs> of all the colors they could have picked. For the Raven Baxter household, well, they the chose colored white. they could have colored. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. So, talk to you next week. Have a good night. I don't know why I'm I'll doing all this neck on movement. The flop. Yeah. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Bye. You're done. You're done. <laughs> You're done.